You're listening to a podcast from Father Peter Smith, St. Columbus Parish, North Leichard, on the third Sunday of Lent. And now here's Father Peter. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Just before the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And in the temple he found people selling cattle and sheep and pigeons and the money changers sitting at their counters there. Making a whip out of some cord, he drove them all out of the temple, cattle and sheep as well, scattered the money changers, coins, knocked their tables over and said to the pigeon sellers, take all this out of here and stop turning my father's house into a market. Then his disciples remembered the words of scripture, zeal for your house will devour me. The Jews intervened and said, what sign can you show us to justify what you have done? Jesus answered, destroy this sanctuary. In three days I will raise it up. The Jews replied, it has taken 46 years to build this sanctuary. Are you going to raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the sanctuary that was his body. When Jesus rose from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the words he had said. During his stay in Jerusalem for the Passover, many believed his name when they saw the signs that he gave. But Jesus knew them all and did not trust himself to them. He never needed evidence about any man. He could tell what a man had in him. The Gospel of the Lord. The challenge of today's Gospel is that we always think that this was a discrete event that Jesus did. In other words, that it was just this occasion that he saw the ill treatment of the temple. And so Jesus gets angry. The reason that he was angry was not just because of something that occurred on this particular day, but the fact that this was a common occurrence in the temple of Jerusalem at the time. So just a little background around it. What these money changers were doing was they were exchanging Jewish coins for Roman coins. In other words, before people could go into worship and make their donations, they had to exchange the coins and they were extorting the people. They were making a huge profit out of it. The pigeon sellers and all of those people, they too were extorting the people. They were working for the Roman occupation of the time. So what Jesus did was twofold. Firstly, it was a religious act. He was saying, this is God's temple. This is the place where we pray. How can you be doing this in God's house? But the second thing that Jesus was doing, and something that we often miss, is that this was a political event. This was Jesus attacking the Roman occupiers of the time. And he was saying, You are oppressing us Jewish citizens. 
you are occupying our most important shrine, the Temple of Jerusalem. Skip forward 70 or so years, and in the year 70 AD, the Temple of Jerusalem was destroyed. Once again, a political act. And so this is why it's put at this point in our Lenten time, to realise why, as we approach Easter, why opinion amongst the Romans, amongst the Jewish leaders, had risen against Jesus and why they put him to death. It was going to be a political act, not a religious one, not something that God deigned as kind of atonement for sin, but something because Jesus had challenged the politics of his own time. Recently I wrote an article around how our church responds to politics in our own time. And you know, our bishops are very good at speaking out about some issues. They speak frequently about abortion, about euthanasia, and about matters around sexuality. And I'm not saying that they're not important. Indeed, they are. But it seems to me that our bishops, and I've got to tell you, I sent this to all the bishops as well, they fail to speak, in my mind, around so many issues that are indeed also very important in our own time. Economic problems in our society, where the rich continue to get richer, the poor get poorer, and our own government does nothing about that. The minimum wage, the rate that we pay people who are on job seeker and so forth. The idea that we do not care so often in our society, in our politics, about the homeless. We have failed year after year after year to do anything about our relationship with our First Nations people. The fact that there are so many issues in our society that our government fails to address. But I'm not talking about the government, I'm talking about our bishops. They too do not speak out about these issues. Look, I, I get that there are lots of reasons for that. Our bishops and our church nowadays receives enormous funding from government for our schools, not just about education, for our health system, for our charities, and somehow that frightens our bishops to speak out against the hand that is actually feeding them these days. Jesus died because he challenged the politics of his own time. We as a church, it seems to me, have failed to speak out against the injustices of our own time. The cleansing of the temple that we've heard about was both a religious and a political event. And we cannot divorce the two. Indeed, it's very easy to say, yes, there is a separation between church and state. And so there should be. But that doesn't mean that there is a separation between church, state and justice. Because those things have to be meted out together. Those things have to be challenged and spoken about together. And so I believe that we as Christians need to be people who challenge the injustice of our society. And we don't get to just do it at the polls because, really, let's face it, that does not work.
because the party politics of our own time are so close together. And so we need to be a people who speak up. We need to be a people who live justice in our lives. We need to be a people who recognise that the cleansing of the Temple of Jerusalem 2,000 years ago is the same as the need to cleanse the temple of our society in our own times. We are a people who believe in justice, who believe that Christianity and Christ's presence in our world meant care for the poor, the needy, the struggling in our society. Just recently we've seen so much political debate around sexuality within the parliament. That's appalling. I'm not saying that I have any insight into how it occurred or what happened or who did what to who, but for heaven's sakes, the church needs to get out of the bedrooms and into society and talk about the things that are most prevalent and most important to the building up of those most vulnerable in our world. I love this community because you do that. You do that in the way that you support Jesuit refugee services. Every time we have a collection for the poor, you're there, you contribute. But it's more also about our attitude, isn't it? It's about how we not only live our lives, but the way that we speak to our friends, our relatives and those people that we meet in social situations the way in which we stand up for those who are vulnerable in our society. Because so often they are denigrated and put down. Let me give you a typical example. We have denigrated refugees to the point where they're all queue jumpers, they're all criminals, they're all bad people. So let's not have them in our society. That simply is not true. We look at those people who are struggling with insufficient income in job seeker allowance and we say well let's face it they are all dull bludgers they don't want to work do they that also is not true look at our own health system we look at the the issue that the that the church takes up constantly about euthanasia it's not about helping those people to die it's about helping them to live about an effective healthcare system that supports palliative care and gives people dying with dignity. Let's talk about the abortion debate that our church is so good at talking about. But what do we do about helping to support parents and mothers who choose to go through with a pregnancy that they don't want? Do we support those children? Do we help to raise them up? Or are we just pro-birth and not pro-life? Today's gospel is the story of how Jesus overturned the money changers' temple in the temple because he saw the injustice of what they were doing. Let's be people who live, pray, act and speak the justice of the gospel in our own lives.